This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Welcome once again to uh, an exciting movie tonight, mm. apparently, because I haven't seen it. Have you seen it, Thomas? <laughs> no. Hence the fact that it is on the shelf, unwatched, unloved and... Well... It's it's not still under wraps. In fact, it's it's doubly not still under wraps. Uh, an interesting point Thomas makes. There are in fact two copies of this, and it's a <laughs> not just this, but this same five pack of movies. Now it's quite ironic that this should be the case on a show called Unwatched, Unloved, and Still Under Wraps. Uh, the reason there are two copies of the five pack movie pack is uh, thomas can you look on the side of the case no the other side what do you see i see i see a a, a security locking mechanism a security locking mechanism i bought this whilst in melbourne while my one of my daughters was undergoing a uh, surgical procedure at the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne, a heart surgery. Um, and there was lots of waiting in between appointments. And so we were uh, being put up at Ronald McDonald House and we, we went for a bit of a shop and bought this box set. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it contained a good collection of movies, including some I hadn't seen and some that Laura actually liked. <laughs> uh, got it got it to our apartment. Actually, we were in an apartment at that stage. We weren't in Ronald McDonald House. Uh, went to put the disc into the DVD player at the hotel and discovered that they hadn't unlocked the security mechanism right um now we were on foot and uh, traveling by taxis and things like this and so it was a long way uh, and we were just frazzled and so i called up the store that i purchased this from and was very polite and but explained our situation and so the manager of the store that i purchased it from called a courier, grabbed another copy, unlocked it, and sent it via courier, and it arrived a couple of hours later. Hmm. And said, keep the other copy and get it unlocked when you get back to Hobart. and do Which, of course, that... you could. Yes, indeed, I could. In fact, I, I could do it at home <laughs> <laughs> with a stonking great uh, hard drive magnet. Mm. did the trick um and i've been meaning to give one of the copies 
uh, to Ronald McDonald House, in fact, uh, locally. But, uh, yeah, so whether they use DVDs much these days or not, I don't know. But uh, long story short, that is why there are two copies. They are now both unlocked and well and truly loved most of the uh, movies. But there is one movie in this box set that includes the first two Home Alone movies, The Tooth Fairy and... Aliens in the Attic. Aliens in the Attic, that's right. And the film that we're going to be watching tonight that neither of us have watched... The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Thomas, tell us about The Sandlot. So it's 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 out in the backyard and it hasn't really been used... As as a sand pit for some time, it's kind of overgrown. Um, I I don't know how much sand content there actually is Tom, in it anymore. Tom, Thomas, Thomas, tell us about the movie <laughs> The Sandlot. It's the early nineteen sixties, and fifth grader Scotty Smalls has just moved into town with his folks. Kids call him a dork. He can't even throw a baseball. But that changes when the leader of the neighbourhood gang recruits him to play on the nearby Sandlot field. So, baseball. Mm. That's what we're watching and uh, we're going to get Thomas to open up the case and hope that it hasn't locked itself again. It has not. Hopefully there is a copy in there of the Sandlot, otherwise you'll have to grab the other box. He's going to take that out. In a moment. <laughs> oh, we need the sound effect. No, we don't. Okay, we apparently do not need the sound effect. He's protesting because I do not say hello, hi, when he says hi, hello. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's going to, uh, off camera, off air, he's going to take the disc out of the case, stick it into the DVD player. We're going to watch it and decide whether it's deserving of staying on the shelf. And uh, there's a lot hanging on this because it has been recommended by at least one listener to our podcast. So if we're disappointed in it, then we're in big trouble. Mm. So uh, we're going to watch that and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B.
let's talk about technology. Hey, hang on. Are we starting now? <laughs> okay. Sure. Yes. Yes. And we're we're starting now. Okay. Let's, let's talk about technology before okay. we get into anything else. Okay. <laughs> so, we still own two copies of the Sandlot, and I'm sure they're perfectly, perfectly functional for that, what they are. That they will tell the story. Yes. However, they are both four by three pan and scan. And not a very good 4x3 no. pen and scan either. No, sufficient for the day in which they, the DVD was originally hacked to pieces to mm. stick on a 4x3 television, which was pretty much the standard mm. um, of the majority of houses when DVD started being spat out to the... Yes. And, and this specific one... Bit, bit wobbly, bit wobbly, and because of that, we did something we've never done before we on this show. We did indeed. We took the DVD out of the picture and pulled up the film on Disney+. Plus. Now, does, does that mean that this DVD is still unwatched? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, I, I am very much a... If I have the possibility of watching a film in the best possible as the director intended uh quality um i will jump at that and i'm so glad that we from a technical perspective this was a really good scan it was very good um and and a lot of that has got to do with the drop in quality that you automatically get from doing a pan and scan because you're filming a film to Mm. to do it uh, whereas this would have been a direct uh, copy of a clean print so a film print uh, yes uh, uh, but the the DVD would have been probably the same um, film transfer that was made for the VHS copy so mm. um, yeah yeah um, yeah, so yeah, technology-wise, we we didn't end up watching the DVD because it was uh, had its sides chopped off to fit into a television that nobody uses these days, a four by three um, ratio. Uh, we we also did have the TV set up to fill the screen, although that's not really the DVD's fault. No, um, so it was stretching it out, and it was. It was ugly. Mm. Um, and when you consider that it would have been in probably uh, 180 something um, ratio, yeah. that's quite a bit that you lose. Mm. And, and it was a well shot film. There were yep. action scenes that would have just been really hard to follow with the pan and scan cut. So. Thank you, Disney Plus, for saving the day and allowing us to watch it. Hashtag well. not sponsored. <laughs> no, hashtag not sponsored. And um, so what did you think? Okay, so putting aside all the technological concerns. Yes. That was a good film. It was a good film. Look, I, I very much felt... And it was a good film in that, um, well, for me, because I love the... 
slice of life. Gee, it was good back then. Um, nostalgia pieces that, uh, and and Americana, right as well. It was very much a uh, let's take Field of Dreams, Stand by Me. A Christmas Story mm. and The Wonder Years into a blender, churn it up a bit and sieve out all the the uh, potentially icky bits. And, and, and the consumerism. Yeah, and just make it a, a feel-good film. And, you know, there was, there was the kiddie larrikinism and that, that was possibly my biggest hang-up was the attraction that Year Fives had for mm. for girls' figures. Uh, mm. was a, a somewhat unrealistic, unless I was a late developer, but I certainly was not attracted to <laughs> members of the opposite sex uh, when I was in Grade 5. So, yeah, that was possibly a, yeah my, my only grief with uh, such a fun film and they seem to they seem to be having fun making it mm. too um yeah loved it yeah loved it good fun uh, a, a well-placed rendition of tequila yeah, um, and, and again, that that scene was quite reminiscent of um, Stand by Me with the the the, the gross out bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, but um, we did something stupid and paid for it. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Oh, good good film. Yeah, good film. That that's uh, now is that staying on the shelf or do I? Go to the bother of trying to track down a, a Blu-ray copy. Uh, in well, fact, I, I had a bit of a glance around, and it does exist on Blu-ray, but only in uh, America. So, uh, well, the thing is, there's there's some other films in this box set. We we already have oh, yeah, we're not... Home Alone and Home Alone Two separately. I think somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, again, can't remember anything, anything about, about aliens in the, in the attic. attic. Look, it was Tooth Fairy's all right. Tooth and I Fairy's don't think all right. We have that anywhere else. No, so. no. So it's staying on the shelf uh, for the time being, and uh, it will probably get a fairly soon run at the the younger kids on Disney Plus. Yes. While we continue to pay for Disney Plus. Yes. <laughs> so staying on the shelf, uh, whether physically or. Mm. digitally in the ether um, I heartily recommend it and did you feel that you needed any baseball background I already have a, a little baseball background just by way of being on the internet and liking people who like yeah. sports yeah not not liking sports necessarily myself. I like cricket, but I also like people talking passionately about things that they like. Yep. Yep. I was fortunate, and, and I, I do honestly believe I was fortunate in um, 
going through primary school at a time when baseball, as, as an alternative to cricket for uh, Australian kids uh, mm. in the late 70s, yeah, um, it, it suddenly became popular in primary schools and presumably high schools, but I was mm. in primary school then. And so I got to play it. I, I played it very badly. I was the only lefty in the team, and so I had to uh, get my own glove, and uh, my parents were most supportive there, even knowing how uncoordinated I was. And it was hard watching this film in the regard of throwing baseballs. My throwing style is not terribly um, orthodox. And not terribly effective, but I gave it a go and I loved it and could understand the loving of baseball. And I still have my glove and I still have my baseball and it sits on the shelf uh, nostalgically. So I I do have a nostalgic feel for baseball and it's since very much disappeared from the Australian radar again. It it, 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 it makes the occasional... And yeah. I believe it's it's made a resurgence high recently. School, occasionally in a PE class, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. But well, yeah. I, I mean, it has the advantage over cricket in that you can get through the batsman very quickly. But everybody mm. gets a chance to to bat as long as you don't start at the beginning of the <laughs> each mm-hmm. time. Um, anyway, oh, yes, none none of those skills. Uh, are quite as transferable to cricket because it's a, a different style of batting. You you can't throw the ball to the batter. You have to bowl it. If you throw it, you're doing it wrong. However, um, and this was the interesting and confusing thing uh, for me. I was always stuck way out in the outfield when fielding, even though everyone knew I could not throw it that distance <laughs> if anyone was to hit the ball that far. So the shortstop or, or one of the basemen would have to run towards me and I would throw it to them and then they would, yeah. So I could never understand that. It was very much a case of out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I survived by putting myself firmly in the, the scoreboard position. Ah, the, the technical support, yeah. Oh, look, I, I loved it. Although, I did um, cop a baseball to the groin without a box, and it knocked me out. Um, That pitcher then went on to play for State. Oh, boy. and, And the poor old coach, who was also the grade three teacher, was female from America but also felt it necessary to check that it was all right. Um, yeah, look, those there's, experiences. There's, there's, there's a game that, that gets played occasionally, uh, and, and the, the one time I played it in primary school. So basically you have one person who kicks a, a football to everybody else and they have to catch it. And, and the one time I played... I caught it, it also got me in the nose, and I had 
quite a bad nosebleed immediately following that occasion. Yeah. I didn't play that game again. I, di- I didn't really play sports with, <laughs> with balls that go up in the air again after that. Sort of, sort of turned me off the whole thing. <laughs> um, anyhow, <laughs> we digress. We're reminiscing about old times, and and so, yes, um, I guess I have a an experience that is possibly not likely to be very much reversed in America. Um, that being said, it's interesting that, and always fascinates me when, in cricket, when you have World Series cricket, mm. you have England and New Zealand and Sri Lanka and uh-huh. Pakistan and India and um, even Canada occasionally hops into the, uh, mm-hmm. the World Series cricket. I'm just trying to remember which countries play World Series baseball. Well, it's 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 the best in the world, obviously. It's it's the Americans. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, God bless America. Anywho, <laughs> um, no, um, you got me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, look, we would best move uh, on before I, we... I thought this was going to be a short, short talking about it segment. We, we, we were sort of winding up. We and, were. And then we, we rambled on. Oh, and now we're winding up America. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, look, let's... Yes, we, we shall, before we create a political incident, um, an international diplomatic mm. incident, and... Uh, None of us will have any chance of entering that country. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh dear. Um, so let's, let's move on to this segment. What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. And we've had one contribution added oh, to... One, one or two. One or two. Right, yes, yes there was one immediately, immediately following, following us posting the last episode. That's right. Yes, whilst I was editing... Last week's ed- uh, episode, uh, one came through, and then um, pretty much on clockwork. Uh, uh, am I making any sense? I'm still thinking yeah. about. Uh, yeah, the same. Yeah. By, by the clockwork, timing seems consistent. Yeah, yes. timing is consistent. We have uh, one fairly new contributor who is enthusiastically contributing each week, at pretty much the same time. And thank you for doing that because it makes it so much easier. Um, and so, this week we can celebrate big round numbers, big such round as numbers. 40. Big round numbers, so we have 40 on the list, and I should also point out, as a little bit of trivia, that this is our Life, the Universe, and Everything episode. Huh. Yes, this is episode 42, but I digress. Let's select a number using our randomizing random randomometer. Powered by random.org. To select a number from our list of 40. Number 14. Jeff. Jeff. Hey, Jeff, we haven't heard from you for a little while. And your name doesn't have an L in it. No? 
No, it doesn't. No. So we will we will allow your contribution. So what what film has Jeff suggested? Taken. I I believe one in the 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 long history of films where someone gets taken taken <laughs> who where, is where where someone is is wronged in some way and and to solve this wrong it goes and kills a lot of people taking the law into their own hands mm, for reasons yes um in this case it is obi-wan kenobi that does it no no, no qui-gon jin yes yes qui-gon yes um, um, have you seen Taken? Nah. Look, I confess that I have not seen Taken either. No, it's not on the shelf either. It's not even on the shelf. Jeff. Jeff. And look, what is interesting, though, is that I also wouldn't have given that a multiplier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's a safe safe bet um but obviously not a safe enough bet to be safe enough to get any points so jeff that's a, a total score of zero mm-hmm. multiplied by zero mm. gets you zero points but jeff thank you for contributing and we really appreciate your your efforts to the list of now 39 films mm. And thanks to everyone else also for submitting. If you too would like to submit films to see if we have them or we've watched them, you can go to our Facebook group. That's right. Um, I should point out that I do have at least one Liam Neeson sort of in the same vein, uh, sort of punching above his age weight. Um, action type film. So but if you can guess what that is, yeah, you look, send it in. There we go. I'm giving hints now. Um, speaking of Jeff, Jeff has just started uh, putting pictures up on our television screen. Uh, our Chromecast is named Jeff. Named it's, after Jeff. Mm, well, well, it wasn't named after <laughs> Jeff. And then I started a running gag with the Google Home devices in our house. They're, they're all Wiggles. Yes. Or Wiggles characters. Yes. So we have Jeff is our Chromecast and Murray's Murray in, in, the, in the, kitchen. the kitchen. Anthony's in my room. Um, Dorothy is in the girls' room. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg. Greg. Where's Greg? Greg is in the boys' room. Yes. <laughs> so now you know how to hack our home. <laughs> poorly. Very poorly. Um, look, let's move on. Shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week. <sighs> Still a long way to go. Still a very long way to go. And we're not going to get through it any quicker by rambling on like we're doing now. <laughs> But we're not going to get through it any quicker by not rambling like we're doing now, are we? I know what my problem is. It's the non-alcoholic wine that's in the fridge that was mm-hmm. given to me, me personally, by the in-laws. 
And with that wine in mind, we move <laughs> on. Yes. Thomas, would you give the iPad a shake and select a film for not next week, not the week after? We're actually going to take two. Oh, okay. I think, aren't we? There's New Year's in there. Oh, no, we were going to watch one for New mm, Year's. Yes. Um, and look, I think we're going to take the liberty of choosing whether the one that he's shaken up as to whether that's worthy of watching on New Year's and take the option, uh, the rare option of giving it another shake if it doesn't excite us for New Year's. Does it excite you, Thomas? How do you feel about a, a film about space starring Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin? Right. That I haven't watched. Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. It's the 1998 film Mercury Rising. Are you sure it's about space? It's not about space. <laughs> it's not even slightly about space. I looked at the title and I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that uniform that Bruce Willis is wearing there, that, that looks somewhat like that's, something that's an astronaut space would wear. astronaut uniform. Yeah. I think you'll find no. it's actually a police-type uniform. Mm-hmm. And a, a kid who memorises numbers, I think. Is that that one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. Thomas, would you read the sure. plot synopsis for Mercury Rising? As soon as I bring it back up again. Whilst he's bringing it back up, I should point out that I've caught snippets of this but have never watched it all the way through. So it, uh, it qualifies in that respect as being unwatched. Art Jeffries played by Bruce Willis, a renegade FBI agent, combats ruthless federal agents to protect Simon, a nine-year-old autistic boy who has cracked the government's new quote-unquote unbreakable code. He can read MERCURY, in all caps, the most advanced encryption code as easily as other kids read English. This ability renders the new billion-dollar secret code vulnerable, especially if enemies of the United States should learn of Simon's abilities and capture him. Program Chief Nick Kudrow, played by Alec Baldwin, orders the quote-unquote security threat eliminated, but Kudrow hasn't counted on Jeffries getting involved. As they are trailed by deadly assassins, Jeffries quickly realises that no one can be trusted. Now time is running out and he discovers his only hope of survival is using Simon's special ability to bring their adversaries to justice. Huh. Now, is, is it based on a uh, one of those writer's books? A, um, That's a great I was, question. I was going to say Clive Cussler, but it's not Clive Cussler. Uh, it sounds more like a... Um, oh. Look, it could be any number of them. I'm rambling again. It's that wine. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's the non-alcoholic wine that hasn't been opened yet. A Ryan Douglas Pearson novel. No. Okay, never heard of him. Originally published as Simple Simon. Right. Um, but, yes, look, I think that qualifies as decent enough viewing. Yep. For uh, New Year's Eve. 
So we are only skipping, uh, we, we are taking a Christmas break, a one episode break, which is probably sensible enough because if we take two weeks off, we'll come back and no one's listening at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we hope that you can join us in two weeks' time when we watch Mercury Rising. I might put something together, I probably won't. Oh, what, to fill the, the gap? Mm, I probably won't. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, and, um, yes, we shall catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a Hi Hello production. saying things in order to allow you to ascertain if my levels are correct. They're fine. Cool. So let's get started. Cat, are you done with the litter box? Must turn off phone to stop random. Okay. Inevitably there will be other nearby phones. Oh, no doubt. Okay. In five, seven, eight... Two, three.